1: Welcome to the Commonwealth Matters. I'm your host Richard Nelson and with me in the studio is Ron Hicks and Ron we're going to talk about another challenging topic. Uh, Last week we talked about Vogue magazine and the uh, uh, headline story uh, encouraging and really teaching young kids young teenagers how to have an abortion and circumventing their parents uh, in that decision this week we're going to talk about sex trafficking. Mm -hmm. A major story that's been in the news this summer is uh, uh, a very wealthy individual by the name of Jeffrey Epstein, who was uh, alleged to be at the center of a huge sex trafficking ring uh, with many underage girls involved as well. Uh, There were a couple thousand pages of documents that uh, don't, Not only outline his activity, but link his trafficking ring to Mm high-profile politicians mm -hmm. in Washington, D.C., George Mitchell, former U.S. uh, uh, Senate leader. uh, And and all these are allegations, obviously, they're allegations. They're allegations. It appears to be strong evidence, though. Bill Richardson, former uh, New Mexico governor, other high-profile people, too. And, of course, Jeffrey Epstein was found dead in his jail cell. Uh, which has angered the attorney general because it looks like somebody might have been complicit in his death. So, Ron, a wealthy individual here, Jeffrey Epstein, involved with sex trafficking of young girls. How does does somebody get to that place? You're, again, Mm -hmm. coming from a pastoral perspective, perspective. you deal with people with a lot of brokenness, a lot of issues that they share with you in confidence. How does somebody seem very successful by all their measures... Uh, get to a place where he thinks it's okay to traffic in 14 and 15-year-old girls. Well, you know what's interesting,
2: and, and, I, and I'm, I'm kind of glad I have an opportunity to address this issue. I tell my church all the time, and, and a lot of our ladies aren't, aren't real keen on this phrase, but I tell them we're all sick, twisted freaks. <laughs> I mean, basically, we all have something underneath the surface that is a secret that we don't want anybody to know about. It might be some sort of a sexual perversion. It might be uh, some sort of a weird habit. Uh, we we all have something that we're afraid that other people are going to find out about us. Yeah. You know, for for years and years and years it's been a multi-billion dollar, maybe even multi-trillion dollar industry the the underage sex trafficking over in some of these
1: uh, third world countries. Here's the number I have for this country. Okay. I don't have the nationwide figure, but in America it's 32 billion dollar a year industry. Uh, it's in in all 50 states up to 300,000 Americans under the age of 18 are lured into the commercial sex trade every year. Now that's here in the United States. Yeah. Remember maybe 15 20 years ago
2: you'd have to go to to Indonesia, you'd have to go to some of these third world countries yeah. and it was actually it's a huge tourist industry, but it's a supply and demand sort of a thing. Once you once you when we talked about this off there, once you whet an appetite, uh, pardon the expression, uh, you're going to want more and more. You have a a real good steak, and then somebody else says, "Hey, this is the best steak over here." Well, then you're going to want that. I mean, our our desire is to be to reach a more and more fulfillment, a higher and higher level. So now you don't have to take a, a trip overseas anymore. It can happen right here. And now you don't even have to go to those brothels. If you got enough money, we'll fly them around in a private plane. Yeah. We're just millionaires who won't be able to, won't tell on each other. It's just a matter of what you can afford.
1: Yeah, I, I want to say it's an interesting analogy you bring up about having that steak, really good steak. There's a relationship between uh, our appetite for food and our sexual appetite. Here as Americans, we have whatever we want at our fingertips. We've got incredible wealth. We've got incredible amount of leisure time compared to other people, uh, all throughout history. And we have failed. If I could make a broad statement like this, we have failed to put boundaries on our appetites. Mm-hmm. And starting with food, mm-hmm. it's very clear if you go out into the public, you go to any Public place, and you're going to see that most of us are overweight to some degree or another. And I know I'm stepping on toes, but uh, you're staring hard at me the, when he says that. <laughs> I'm not trying to make you <laughs> feel guilty, brother. I love you. <laughs> but th- but that's just one area in in our physical, our food appetite. And sure. eat bad food too. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, too much fat, too much mm-hmm. sugar, too mm-hmm. much sh- salt. But then you move over into the area of sexual appetites. Mm-hmm. We have failed to put boundaries on our sexual appetites. And As a word of caution, we are frail human beings. We're bound to overdo it. We're bound to indulge. We're bound to cross those boundaries. And if we don't realize our tendencies as fallen human beings... It's very easy to cross that line. And I want to tie it back to this issue of of, uh, somebody that finds himself into into sex trafficking. Most of us aren't going to go there. But most of us, uh, as guys, let me just speak to the guys for right now. We do struggle with lust. If we're going to be honest, Mm -hmm. we are visual creatures. And if you're at the beach and you see a a very beautiful woman with very little clothing on, it's going to make most of us stumble, Mm -hmm. if we're honest Mm -hmm. with ourselves. That appetite, if it's fed, if we continue with that image and that thought in our mind, it will lead to other things. It could lead to soft core pornography use. It could lead to harder pornography use. It could lead to adultery or infidelity. Sure, and as we mentioned last week
2: in the program, we're not suggesting. We're not suggesting by any means that the woman walking down the, I mean, we, maybe more modesty would have would help us, but mm-hmm. it's out of the, of the men's sin nature yeah, that's yeah. coming out there um, and, and so we're not suggesting, lady, if you're listening, ma'am, you're listening to this program and you're thinking, well, I've got this beautiful bikini that I like wearing on the beach. We're not suggesting right. that, uh, you know, your modesty is between you and the Lord. We're, we're suggesting that what it That's does right. to us men, and, sinful and creatures.
1: And thanks for clarifying. That's important yeah. mm-hmm. because guys, this is on us. This is about what you control, yeah. what you allow into your mind and what you act on. Right. It's our responsibility. Yes. Yeah. And it's so important to be guarded because this person we're talking about, Jeffrey Epstein, Very seemed like a normal person, very successful person, but something happened at some point in his life where he got pulled into this uh, idea that sex trafficking of young girls is okay. And here's Ron, it's not okay. And as guys, we need to ask ourselves and do a gut check what are the things in our lives that could lead to that? And it's little things, you know, and as believers. So let me go back another step. If you're a follower of Jesus, he wants us to be pure. He wants us to uh, be faithful to our wives if we're married, but he wants us to be faithful to him. Mm-hmm. And he didn't make us to indulge in our lusts. He didn't make us to indulge in fantasies and in, in adulterous relationships. Those things might, let's be frank, those might have some pleasure in them for a day. The Sin is fun for a season, the Bible says. But but there's consequences sure. to that. Sure. Sure. And and we need to talk about it. Absolutely. So with that said, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back in just a minute. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to The Commonwealth Matters. I'm Richard Nelson, and with me is Ron Hicks. We'll be back in just a moment.
3: Service Foundation serves to meet the deepest spiritual and social needs of people. We feed and clothe those who are in need, ministering to the sick and the imprisoned, preaching the gospel to the poor and offering healing and hope to the brokenhearted. Agape has ministered in Kentucky jails and prisons for over 45 years. We have established ministries in Haiti, Bangladesh, and the Dominican Republic. We conduct evangelism training and rescue women and children from life on the streets agape service foundation supplies chaplains for law enforcement fire emergency service and first responders and we assist individuals in getting admitted into rehab facilities working hand in hand with the court system to learn more or how you can help us visit agapesvf.com that's agapesvf.com
1: Welcome back to the Commonwealth Matters. I'm your host, Richard Nelson. With me is Ron Hicks. And we're talking about a very sad, really, really sad case Uh, recently. Jeffrey Epstein, a very successful, wealthy person, uh, was found in his uh, jail cell dead, committed suicide, apparently. He was at the center of a sex trafficking ring that implicated high-profile politicians in Washington, D.C. and across the country. And, Ron, before the break, we were talking about the path that leads to where Jeffrey Epstein got to. And Uh, if you're
2: you're a weekly listener, you remember last week we talked about a a doctor who wrote in Teen Vogue that prostitutes and this ought to be— seen as legitimate work, but this man obviously was so upset and so that that he was actually caught and exposed. He took his own life instead of facing the consequences. So how do those two things reconcile? But go ahead. I'm sorry.
1: Yeah, there's there's a lot of shame there. I mean, Jeffrey Epstein, Mm -hmm. who was in very high circles with the most powerful and the wealthiest people in the world, was exposed. And the reason why there was shame is because this is viewed as not acceptable in our society. There are serious laws against it. He, if he was convicted, he would have been, spent the rest of his life in jail.
2: And in jail, you know, the, the whole idea of honor among thieves, he would have had to been in productive custody the entire time because criminals do not take well to people who abuse children. Yeah. You know, the Bible says, Paul, the Apostle Paul says that uh, um, if, if our hope, and this is just the Hicks paraphrase here, I do this all the time, if, if our mm-hmm. hope is just for this present age, then we're more than fools and what i hear him saying is if if all this morality all this holiness all this idea of of righteousness is just for this life if there is no god there is no connection with god there is no eternal life there is no jesus christ that redeemed us from our sins redeemed us from our sins then everything is absolutely permissible what would keep us right now if there is no morality if there's no righteousness we could leave this place, rape, pillage, take, you know, yeah. whatever I've got. If I have the the power to take it from you it, it, and I want it, I should just be able to take it. And what's wrong with that? But there well, is there, a moral there, law. There, there is righteousness.
1: There is. We have a conscience, Ron, and our conscience speaks loudly to us in cases like this. Yeah. So most of us would agree that it's wrong to entrap a 13 or 14-year-old girl and to get her involved with trafficking. Or, boy. Into pimp, yeah. or mm-hmm. yeah, boy, mm-hmm. girl. Mm-hmm. And to then to pimp them out to somebody who's paying for that. we Most of us know that it's wrong. However, cultures can change their mores. They can adopt different values, different uh, beliefs. And there's a strong thrust in our society today to bring in a libertarian view and a radical autonomous view. And the libertarian view says... Uh, I can do for myself whatever I choose to do without the government telling me what to do, whether it's drugs, or sexual activity, or what I do with my free time. Nobody's not it's, hurting anybody. As right? long as it's not yeah. hurt, that's right. Yeah. That's and the they key. get to decide whether it hurts anybody. And that's right. And the self autonomy, the radical self autonomy, says it's my body, my choice, regardless of the age, regardless. And and that's why, by the way, we're dealing with allowing young people to determine their own gender, 8, 9, and 10-year-olds. That's why we're talking about hard drug use. Nobody should tell somebody else what to do when it comes to putting things in their body. That's why we're talking about the decriminalization of prostitution, this radical autonomy that says you can do whatever you want with your body so long as you're not hurting somebody else. If you want to sell yourself, fine. If you want to put hard drugs in your body, fine. Go ahead and do it. But the biblical view says something different. Mm-hmm. Says something completely different. You, you just shared a passage that we were bought with a price. Absolutely. We're not our own. Now that's Mm-mm. for believers. Mm-hmm. But what about people who aren't believers? How do you well make and that's the a case? Great question, how do you make the case that you shouldn't be able to do whatever you want
2: to do with your body? Well, do 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 you and I believe that God just has a standard for just believers? I mean, His desire is to have a relationship yeah. with with all humanity to be able to dream, redeem yeah. humanity, yeah. and so. And so the idea that God has a will and a plan that is a good will, it's a good plan it's a it's it's perfect plan for all of humanity. He wants everybody to be in that in that and I realize there's differences on how that 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 goes about but but God doesn't just say, okay, you are throwaway. That I, I don't have plans for you, plans yeah. for us, but
1: you weren't fearfully and wonderfully so, made. So, Ron, would you say that God wants us to flourish, that God wants us to be whole, that God wants us, and I, I say the word happy, but I'm, I use that word loosely. Joy, but he wants joy. to, yeah, to fine joy, joy in eternal. life. Thank sure. you. Yeah. But would you say that that's what God desires Absolutely. for? Absolutely. His- oh. Absolutely. And when we find
2: ourselves you know in my life richard anytime i try to fulfill my own desires with my own plans oh. i have messed it up yeah you know but but if it's something that god has given me god's called me to preach and when i'm preaching <laughs> when i'm in that I, man I, I, that is god's will for my life is perfect will for my life and when i'm doing it i'm thinking this is what i was created to do you feel alive when you're preaching oh, you i've seen me, you preach absolutely. too and
1: by the way i'll give a plug if you're in the area at in hopkinsville ron preaches at henderson memorial baptist church every sunday i've heard you preach before not just there but in other public settings and you have a gift for it god has given you a fire in your heart and you have a gift for public speaking and i can tell you do feel like you're alive yeah. when you do that yes and i would say that so tr- pivoting onto in, back Well that's to- god's will when i'm fulfilling god's will mm-hmm. right outside of that go ahead I, I was going to say though yeah. but further that's what god made you to do yeah. not just god yeah, yeah god's will but he made and you've got a, an amazing story maybe we can do a whole program on that sometime <laughs> no, no, you <laughs> do it <laughs> <laughs> well but but i would say that you were made you, you were made and you're called to do what you're doing now and that is you are alive and you're you're feeling like you're you're doing well when you do that in in pivoting to the this other area too we're not all, we're not called to walk in sin ron i'm we're not called to prostitute our bodies we're not called to be strung out on drugs we're not called to be human you know sex traffickers of young kids those are sinful desires that might as we talked about before have have a pleasure in and the, of themselves how would you feel about a man that said to you I feel
2: called by a higher power to kidnap and to sell for sexual pleasure 15-year-old
1: girls. How would you feel about a person that? I'd want to punch them in the nose. I I get, you know, because there's a part of me that says that that 15-year-old girl should be defended, her honor should be defended, and if there's a predator in society, if there's a wolf in society that's preying on that young girl, I want to stand in the gap and say, no, not on my watch. What 13-year-old
2: girl would say, I believe I was created to be abused and used by men who are much older and much wealthier than me and won't give me a second thought. Won't even
1: remember my name. I believe I was created for that. Here's the biblical view, regardless of where not we believe it. Now, this is my conviction. I guess there are probably a lot of listeners that don't believe it. We're all made in the image of God. Yes. And God made us to walk with him. Mm -hmm. That was the original plan in the Garden of Eden. And we're created to to have lives that flourish. We're called to have joy. We're called with purpose and meaning. And anything that undermines those things uh, is not God's mm-hmm. will. It's not who we're made uh, as human beings. And, Ron, I want us to come back after the break, and we're going to unpack this a little bit more and then talk about an article in National Review by Madeline Kearns uh, talking against the decriminalization of prostitution. So stick with us, and we'll be back in a minute. Hi, this is Richard Nelson with the Commonwealth Policy Foundation, and I want to thank you for listening to the Commonwealth Matters. Our goal is to help you better understand the important issues of the day, the issues of life, marriage, and religious liberty. But that isn't all we do. The Commonwealth Policy Foundation is working to educate legislators and policymakers about these bedrock values so they can defend them while serving in Frankfurt. We're in regular conversations with state leaders on both sides of the aisle, encouraging them to uphold what Kentuckians like you value. But we need your help. The Commonwealth Policy Foundation is a nonprofit group that only exists by the grace of God and the generosity of its donors. Would you consider a donation today to the Commonwealth Policy Foundation so that our work might continue? Please visit our website at CommonwealthPolicyFoundation.org. There you'll find some easy ways you can help us accomplish this important work. Again, go to CommonwealthPolicyFoundation.org and consider a gift today. And thanks in advance for any help you can offer. Welcome back to the Commonwealth Matters. I'm with Ron Hicks, and we're talking about uh, prostitution, decriminalizing prostitution, sex trafficking. And Ron, just before the break... uh, We were talking to the person who believes they were created or might believe that there are no moral boundaries or maybe they're created to indulge in sexual promiscuity or maybe even prostitution. Mm -hmm. How do you address that? Well, you you know, the, the, the whole idea of and you
2: and I have a Christian worldview, which means that we have this lens in which we see everything, this idea of does this glorify God? Does it advance the kingdom? And we realize that people don't have that same worldview. But even outside of that worldview, who would ever say, I was created to be used and abused by people who I'm not, who I don't know? And and sometimes we lie to ourselves. Listen, I, you know, I've said this extra cheeseburger is not going to do any, you know, <laughs> and but but after the 15th cheeseburger, people could tell I've been hammering those cheeseburgers, you know. <laughs> Sometimes people will lie to themselves and say, I'm not, this isn't hurting anybody, but but nobody, I've never heard anybody, n- not a drug addict, not an alcoholic, not anybody that's been an adulterer, nobody ever said, I, I was born to be an adulterer. I was born to be an addict. I was born to be an alcoholic.
1: I've never, in, in my twenty-two years of ministry, nobody's ever said that to me. I, I I agree with you on that. However, we live in a culture that is is embracing nihilism, which is there's no meaning to life. Right. There's nothing. It right. doesn't matter. Fatalistic worldviews, uh, Hinduism or Buddhism, teach that there's really no purpose. That there's right. no meaning to this. And uh, I think without a worldview that would say that there is such a thing as human dignity, that there is such a thing as purpose, that there is such a thing as moral boundaries, without that worldview, this stuff is possible. And it seems that we're moving at an ever-increasing pace towards the, the unthinkable, Ron. The, the sex trafficking of young children by extremely wealthy and well-off individuals that's unthinkable. Why would somebody go there? What, we're, how do we get there?
2: What happened when we had a former sitting president who used this position of authority to be able to entice a young female intern? And what was the outrage in the country? You had some groups yeah. of people that said, what? And other groups would say, How does that hamper his ability to lead the country? That's right. So you've got folks that follow biblical values, and you have folks that just say whatever it is that feels right. But listen, what happens when the person that thinks whatever feels right starts eyeballing my 13-year-old granddaughter?
1: That's right. Listen. (laughs) That's right. Then I wouldn't want to be in their path. Because if you saw, listeners, you can't see Ron, but he is built. (laughs) He's got biceps as big as my thighs, and I wouldn't want to mess with him let's turn that around off, off the mic. We were talking about this from a little different angle. Yeah. What if, what if, uh, that was your 13 year old that somebody was ogling, That's or what somebody I'm saying. was looking at a, um, and what's crazy. What's, so, but, but no, here's where I want to okay, go with okay. that a little bit more specifically. Sure. So guys, when you're tempted to lust, not at the young girl, but let's just say an 18 or 20 <laughs> year old girl without, with very few clothes on, if you're a father, And you have a young girl, remember that that girl that you might be ogling has got a daddy somewhere. It's got a daddy somewhere, just like you. So treat that person with dignity. Realize that that is somebody's daughter, that is somebody's niece, that is somebody's sister. If we would look at it that way, that these people have dignity and they have families, they're not just uh, somebody to be used, they're not just for our pleasures. That would help us to think through this a little differently.
2: Absolutely. And fathers out there, where would you stop? And even, the, even moms, where would you stop if somebody abducted your 13-year-old? What, oh, yeah. where, what would be enough to be able to stop until you got them back? And yeah. there, are, there are people every day that are being whisked into that.
1: So, Ron, I promised we would get to this uh, article in National Review, really, really good article uh, that spoke against decriminalizing prostitution. Madeline Kearns wrote this uh, just the other week. And she shares a story of being uh, on the streets of Los Angeles. And I want you to, if you could uh, pick up, just sure, set sure. this up for us, okay. what, what this author's seeing. Well, there.
2: there's, a, there's a female um, uh, vice officer. Uh, she's wearing plain clothes, a bulletproof vest. Uh, she hears a call over the radio. Um, there's some violence. She she approaches a coroner. There's two men standing there talking to an 18-year-old girl, obviously dressed uh, to entice men. She's a prostitute. Um, the the police officer asks her name. And then, uh, and then she, uh, she meekly, meekly pointed to a tattoo that was written down her face, mm. and she said, it spells cash. And so that meant mm-hmm. that she had been marked by a pimp, and yeah. so her name was Cash. And the police officer said, how long have been doing this? And she said, since I was 13. Now wow. she's 18. Wow. And the police officer said, how does it make you feel? And she responded, nasty, just nasty. And the police officer said, well,
1: do you at least get to keep the money you made? And she mm-hmm. said,
2: not tonight.
1: Right. And this is an example of a young girl who was uh, brought into trafficking at a young age, 13 years old, and now she's trapped in prostitution. And uh, very and marked for life. V- marked. I mean, a, could you imagine having a tattoo on your face that says cash? Like and you're everybody for sale. knows
2: it. Yeah, everybody knows it. Everybody right. on the streets would know it. Anybody would know that that meant that you used to be a prostitute.
1: Madeline Kearns uh, went uh, onto the streets across the country to uh, interview the prostitutes and to talk with the police. And one of the things that she found was that those who have um, uh, personal experience with prostitution, whether it's the prostitutes, whether it's the police, whether it's the uh, nonprofits that help women out of prostitution, she said that not a single person essentially would be in favor of decriminalizing it because of how dehumanizing mm-hmm. it is, because of what it does to them and what it does to society. And there is a larger concern here where, look, the libertarians and the radical self autonomy people are not going to be happy with us, but that's okay. They probably, that's okay. They probably don't listen anyway. (laughs) They probably don't care about our perspective, but uh, it does matter what society does. It does matter what's open and visible to our children. It does matter uh, how we think of our neighbor and, and the things that we allow in our society. And if prostitution is decriminalized you can only expect more of it not only that but you could expect younger kids younger girls and boys to be brought into it and uh, this should be of great concern to all of us you know what and as i'm I'm sitting here listening to you and i'm thinking to myself just
2: and we hadn't even talked about this but so what do we the listener what can we do Mm -hmm. so when you see a young lady who's obviously standing on the street corner you have to be very very cautious but what you might be able to do is go and get some of maybe the ladies from your church and to be able to approach her very discreetly so she did not get in trouble and say, do you need help? Yeah. Can, can we help you? If, if you hear of a, a sex trafficking ring, uh, every single t- uh, uh, Crime Stoppers has an anonymous tip line. You can call and, and, and if you have locations and all the rest of that. We can't just sit silently by. That's right. and, and so when you see it, when you encounter it, even if you suspect it, just like when somebody, you know, jokingly says they're going to take their own life, you never ever uh, not take that seriously. If you see that crime or you suspect that crime, you've got to report it because there that's are good. people who are equipped to be able to to rescue those people.
1: That's good, Ron, and and that's the bottom line. We're we're just about out of time here, but the bottom line is that we should care that if we see somebody that is being abused or potentially abused, we ought to step in. Uh, and let me tie this into politics. There are some presidential candidates right now mm-hmm. that are for the decriminalization of prostitution. Find out who those candidates are. I'm not going to tell you who they are right now. It's easy to find out. But right. find out where the candidates stand on the issues and let them know how you feel. And if not, uh, through a letter to them or an uh, email uh, at the ballot box. I'll <laughs> I'll when it comes to vote. vote for them, don't. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> right. There's, there's a major election coming up next year and then also here in Kentucky this year. Hey, Ron, with that. We are out of time. Thank you so much for the program. My pleasure. God bless you and enjoy your day.